Hey, hey, and welcome into the Big Ten Huddle. I'm your host, JR, and I have with me today a couple of guests. I have Alec from the What's Choppin' podcast here with Big Banter Sports. He covers everything Rutgers for us. And then I have Spartan Dog, who I think you know, is from the Bacon Wire podcast covering everything Michigan State. Alec, how are we doing today? I'm, uh, I'm doing pretty well. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. For sure. How are you doing, Spartan Dog? I'm doing great, JR. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me on. Excited, excited to chop it up. All right, let's do it. So as you know, we are from the Big Banter Sports Network. We are the Big Ten Huddle. And like I said, Alec is from What's Chopping with Big Ten Banter Sports or Big Banter Sports. And Spartan Dog is from Bacon Wire with them as well. Hey, if you like the Big Ten Huddle, be sure to like and subscribe. We have episodes every Monday morning, Wednesday morning, and Thursday morning covering all the big news here around the Big Ten with guests like this from different Big Ten teams. So you can hear all about the different opinions and what's going on there. We're on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Rumble. Alec, you want to tell us a little bit about What's Chopping and where people can find you at? Yeah, so uh, What's Chopping Podcast, you can find it on social media at What's Chopping Pod. And then on uh, all social media, or uh, on all, oh, sorry about that. Uh, on all podcasting platforms, it's at, it's the What's Chopping podcast, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple, even Amazon Prime, if that's your thing. Uh, yeah, talk about all things Rutgers football. I have an episode coming out soon uh, since the season opener is seven days away. So, yeah, be sure to be on the lookout for that. We'll be talking with the Wild Chat, uh, also part of the Big Banter Sports Network covering Northwestern. Can't wait. Should be a good time. Spartan Dog, you want to tell us where to find Bacon Wire? Yeah, you can find Bacon Wire on uh, on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. You'll never make me call it X. <laughs> uh, on at Bacon Wire, uh, we cover everything MSU football and basketball. Uh, now that we're in season, we upload every Monday. Our season preview pod is live now uh, with a great guest, Asa of Touchlines and Touchdowns. I had a great time discussing this you know, kind of looking at things with a 50,000 foot view here and, you know, give it a listen before, uh, before kickoff, you know, we're here five days away now for, for MSU kicking off Friday night. Can't wait. It's going to be a great time. I love that big 10 is kicking off a little early. You got Thursday action, Friday action, Saturday action. Going to be a great time watching the whole time leading up into the weekend. Well, here today at big 10 at the big 10 huddle, we have a list of things to go through news items from the weekend. And since we put out our last show on Thursday, we also have something from Thursday. We have the Michigan head coaching plan to get into. We have Mel Tucker's NIL quote that he talked about and we have injury reports coming from the big 10 this season super excited for that super excited to talk about that and all that's going on so let's just get into it all right the michigan head coaching plans with jim harbaugh being suspended self-imposed suspension we have jesse mentor covering game one against east carolina we have jay harbaugh and mike hart splitting the duties for game two against unlv jay harbaugh will be in the first half mike hart will be in the second half and then in game three, we have the Bowling Green game where offensive coordinator and offensive line coach Sharon Moore will be head coaching the team for that game. Also, quick note that we found out is that Sharon Moore is suspended for the first game of the season as well. Fellas, let me know what are we thinking with with this uh, with with this whole plan that Jim Harbaugh has concocted into his mind and and brought out. I'll let you go first, Spartan Dog. You like this? You dislike this? What do you think? Uh, I I personally think the whole thing is silly uh, for this reason. 
if Harbaugh plans on staying past this year, this little this little self-imposed punishment is not gonna is not gonna like turn away the NCAA from hammering him from hammering him harder. I mean, he tried to negotiate a harsher four-game suspension where he would be away from the program entirely for the first month. And the NCAA outright rejected that because they wanted to hit him harder. So doing this little self-imposed suspension where you can coach him Monday through Friday, but come Saturday, you have, you have, you know, an assistant wear the headset and just kind of go through the motions. I think is just a little silly. I don't know if it's like making fun of the NCAA. I don't know if they're trying to like appease the NCAA. It's, to me, I just don't get it. You know, they'll be fine. I, you know, it it is what it is. But it's just, it's a little, it's a, it's all a little silly to me. It's just kind of like, again, I've said this before. Michigan, both the program, the school, and the fans have this unique ability to make anything that happens to them completely unbearable to talk about because they're so goddamn annoying. Appreciate yeah, the I passion mean, there, Spartan Dog. Alec, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I do think it's at least a little bit silly, especially having the three different uh, interim head coaches. I mean, it's cool. You know, well, some of the guys are younger guys who haven't had their shot as a head coach. The other one is Jim's father, who is not on the younger side. But, I mean, yeah, I would agree. I, I do think it's a way to, like, appease the NCAA, or at least in their eyes appease them, because, I mean, who knows what the NCAA, what their thought process is when they do literally anything. Uh, but I mean, it's, I guess it's a cool gesture to see, like, you know, give three guys their own shot. Um, now I, I agree. Do, do I think it's really going to do much? No, because of that schedule and the fact that, you know, Harbaugh is going to be with the team Monday through Friday, but I mean, I, I don't know. I think it's the, the fact that they're naming three different interim head coaches instead of just one, I think is kind of cool, but everything else about it. Yeah. I agree with Spartan dog. It feels kind of silly. Right, and I and I forgot to mention there. I'm glad you brought it up there, Alec. That Jim's father, Jack Harbaugh, will be an associate head coach for all of them, along with Ben Herbert as well. And uh, yes, it, so don't get them mixed up. Jay Harbaugh is is uh, Jim's son, who will be doing the first half. He's also the special teams coordinator at Michigan. For me, it's just like super confusing to talk about. You know, like we got okay. So who's the coach this time? Who is it this time? You know. At, and for me, I know this is kind of a, a hot take because I don't think anybody else has brought it up that I've heard talk about it. For me, it's like it almost feels like Jim Harbaugh is saying, hey, guys, let's get the band back together for one more season. This is our chance to win a national championship. You know, we may never have this chance again. You know, obviously, Michigan is a good program. They may have this chance again. But for for Jim and his guys, we may never have this chance again. You know, let's all come back. If they suspend me, everybody will get a game. We can have multiple head coaches. You know, kind of like this this whole – up." Um, I guess, how am I trying to say, you know, motivational tactic for the team and trying to bring the guys in and maybe get them better coaching jobs because now they have experience. I don't know. I wouldn't call a UNLV first half experience or a second half or a game against bowling screen experience. But, you know, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? You guys think that these guys are being kind of groomed to go off to their their own head coaching jobs? What do you think, Alec? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's the make the best of a quote-unquote bad situation. You know, you got a bunch, I believe, they're all pretty young guys from what I can tell, and they've all, you know, spent their time in assistant roles at both Michigan and at lower-level programs as well. So I guess it's kind of just like a nod to, you know, hey, you've worked hard enough, let's see what you can do with this opportunity that we're giving you. At least that's that's what I see it as. Right, what about you, Spartan Dog? Um, So I will say, don't don't sleep on UNLV because – uh, UNLV has this receiver on the roster by the name of Ricky White. And if you guys remember that 2020 MSU Michigan game, uh, a young Ricky White uh, announced himself to the world, absolutely scorching the Michigan secondary and route to victory. So, you know, it just, just be on the lookout. That's all I'm going to say, whether they win or lose, I don't know, but just look out for Ricky White out there on UNLV. You know, I just, to me, this reads as to me this reads as one way or the other. This feels kind of like a last dance situation. I don't, you know, I'm not gonna like be one of those guys who like hopes Harbaugh leaves. Um, you know, I just think giving these assistants like a basically an audition. It kind of feels very uh, Michael Scott uh, that episode where he takes them all to the beach and makes them do like Survivor stuff to decide who he's going to endorse as the next regional manager. That's what it feels like to me. I really like the visual of Jesse Minter being, uh, you know, uh, uh, Stanley or Dwight or somebody like that and leading his team. Uh, I really need to get those comparisons in my head. Unfortunately, we don't have time to talk through the comparisons, but maybe next time you're with us, Spartan Dog, we can uh, get those comparisons together. All right, now we will talk about the other school in Michigan down the road in East Lansing. Well, down the road, up the road, I don't know, somewhere on the road to East Lansing with Mel Tucker in his NIL quote that he brought up the other day. Now, if you have not heard this, quote i will go ahead and read uh, part of it this was mostly what was shared on social media and in uh, an article that i read because of course the full article with the interview was behind a paywall so i didn't get the chance to read all of it but here's the quote that is cir- circulating the most it is from mel tucker i don't know what the number is i just know it boggles my mind how there can be an expectation to compete at the highest level but not be at the highest level in any other area i don't know how this happens of course he's talking about nil talking about expectations for michigan state to essentially be where they were a couple years ago at 11 and 2 spartan dog we'll let you start with this as the resident michigan state expert uh this these comments and everything is this mel tucker complaining is he just being real what do you think about it so uh, i'm of i'm of a few i'm of a few different minds on this one right on, on its face, he is correct. You cannot, any program cannot expect to compete at a national level if they are not nationally excellent in areas such as recruiting, such as NIL contributions, facilities, things like that, right? So on its face, he is correct. Here's my issue with the quote, though, okay? Uh Michigan State has made massive, massive, massive investments in facilities, in in staffing, in in contracts since Mel Tucker has gotten there, right? And this was money that Mark D'Antonio could have had, just chose not to, which is part of the reason why 
you know, the program is the way it is right now. It's just because D'Antonio didn't didn't modernize quick enough. Now, Michigan State has a great NIL program for how NIL is intended to be used, right? Once kids are on campus, they're able to they're able to put their self into a marketplace to be able to gain endorsement deals. Michigan State is nationally recognized for having an NIL program for being used as it, as it was intended. The problem is, in practice, NIL is just legalized backdrop, right? And the programs that are succeeding in the NIL era are the programs that were succeeding pre-NIL because they had a sophisticated backdrop in there. And the billionaires that Mel Tucker is close with, Matt Ishbia, Steve St. Andre, Dan Gilbert, right? These guys do and should focus on the big picture stuff, facilities, salaries, stadium improvements, right? NIL networks are built at the, at the class below them. Restaurant franchisees, doctors, attorneys, uh, insurance agents, right? All these guys who are never going to be at the level where they can have, where they can have the, the naming rights to the new football building or have a gate at the Breslin Center named after them. But, like, they can contribute money to help you land five stars. But the problem is they're not just going to give you money. You need to give them access. And that's what Mel Tucker is lacking right now. He is not giving these guys access. They want their asses kissed. And he's not kissing their asses. You need something from them. They're not going to give it to you, especially coming off a five and seven season. So I just think, I think he's correct. In that, and I in that Michigan State needs to up its NIL game, but Mel Tucker is also a huge catalyst in being able to make that happen. And sitting there and complaining to a beat writer is not the way to is not the way to do it. You need to get out there. You need to shake hands, kiss babies, do these things that other coaches around the country do to make themselves successful. Yeah, what do you think about it, Alec? Yeah, and I'm not a Michigan State, you know, guy like Spartan Doug is, so I don't have the same perspective. But I mean, I can look at it from a lens of what I've seen at Rutgers. And Rutgers, it's kind of murky whether or not their NIL is up to par with some of the other pro. It's not top notch, obviously, uh, but it seems like it's in a fairly good spot right now. Um, but Greg Schiano has publicly said that a lot of his job does go to NIL, at least day to day. Uh, so that's, you know, that's just the reality of college football today. And, you know, like you said, like that's you got to be able to, you know, bring that stuff in. You know, like, I mean, like you said, it's legalized bag dropping at this point, which, yeah, it is. Um, so that's kind of just the, the landscape of college football. So, yeah, I agree. He's right in a vacuum, but it feels like it, 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 at least a little bit of, you know, desperation, especially coming off the disappointing season that Michigan State had last year. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Honestly, uh, I wrote in my notes here, if he would have just said this after last season, I don't think it would be nearly as big of, big of a deal. You know, I mean, after last season, you have Kenneth Walker, uh, 2021, you have Kenneth Walker, you have this, you, you know, all these receivers, Keon Coleman, Jaden Reed, and you look at those guys and obviously Ken, Kenneth Walker left, but I mean, he, he was eligible in the height of his, you know, draft stock. I don't, I don't think he had a year to come back either. So, but you say that after last year, the 2021 season, where you say, Hey, this success was awesome. You want it to keep happening? 
we need NIL, you know, like to, to bring that up. Ryan Day kind of did that at Ohio State. And, and Jim Harbaugh has done it a little bit at Michigan too. I don't know if anybody else has really done it. Uh, quite a number of few coaches or uh, new coaches in the Big Ten. But the thing that I didn't like, and I don't know if this has even – uh, been brought up well, I know it's been brought up other places we haven't brought it up here yet is him taking shots at other Big Ten programs and saying look these guys I don't know if it's a shot but kind of fighting with other Big Ten programs a little bit saying these guys have 10, 12 13 million dollars a year going to their NIL and it's almost like you know in my opinion Big Ten is the conference that's doing it right it's the co- it's the schools down south it's the Oklahoma's it's the LSU's it's the Alabama's it's the Georgia's it's the Florida schools those kind of schools that are saying hey you come here we'll give you a bag right now and of course it's legal in Missouri so they can just give them a bag whenever they want but it's those kind of schools that I really feel like he should be going after I don't know am I interpreting that right Spartan dog did you feel like I, he was taking a shot at the Big 10 I don't think it was taking a shot necessarily more than it was just like a call to action to those boosters I mentioned, but like, you know, it it came off super like bitchy and complainy to me. And that's how it's going to come off to them. And if you're, you can't sound bitchy and complaining that you're not getting enough buy-in coming off of coming off of the season. You just had just, you just can't, right. You need to go out there. You need to grovel. You need to kiss ass. You need to send the assistants out there. You need to send, Trey Mosley, you need to send Cal Holiday. You need to send these guys to $10,000 a plate dinners and have them talk, have them take pictures, have them sign shit, and build up this NIL war chest. I mean, that's what it's going to take. It's not going to take you complaining in the Lansing State Journal that, that Ohio State has $12 million to give out. Good for Ohio State. Michigan State doesn't have that because you're not hitting the pavement enough. Ryan Day is out there. He's kissing ass because he has to. You need to match that energy and kiss ass to to get the program where you think it needs to be. And he certainly paid like it too. You know, right. one of the top. I don't. Even, I don't know off the top of my head, but surely one of the top ten most best paid coaches um, in the country, not even in the big 10 or anything in the country. So, all right, we got to move on from this topic. We're getting a little long here, so we'll go ahead and we'll let Alec cover, cover this one first for us, but the big 10 injury report. So if you haven't followed this, there's not been a whole lot written about it, but Ross Stellinger did send out a tweet on Friday. I think it was yes. Friday around seven o'clock. So late in the day, toward the evening he sends out a tweet basically saying i'll just make it short for you basically saying that the big 10 will have to put out injury reports for their teams this year they're hoping this will help this will help uh, lessen the gambling by players obviously the iowa situation has impacted this and we've talked about that a lot on this show and the uh, and, and there will be punishments if the team does not submit an injury report at least two hours before the game then the big 10 will be punishing teams for those actions alec what what do you think about this situation does this change anything do you like this do you dislike this what do you think about the situation yeah it's uh, it's kind of funny that i'm starting off with this because at least among Rutgers fans greg shiano is kind of notorious for being as secretive as humanly possible with anything and everything to do with the program so i'm sure he's not going to be too happy about it but i mean it's I guess it's good to know these things and I'm not sure about how much it'll help with, you know, with, with gambling stuff. I guess 
they're trying to see if it does help. Uh, like you said, I mean, Iowa and Iowa state's been going through a lot with, I mean, pretty much all of their athletic programs, but yeah, I mean, it helps us as like media members um, and, you know, having access to, you know, some kind of injury reports will help with, you know, trying to analyze stuff and things like that. So I, I think it's overall a good idea. Now, obviously a lot of the coaches are not going to be very happy with it for the reason that I said, you know, they like to keep things really close to the vest and take away any kind of competitive advantage any opponent might possibly get. So I, I think it's a net positive, but I guess it remains to be seen what the intentions are and how it helps with those intentions. Yeah. Great point. What do you think Spartan dog? Uh, I think this is just meant to appease Vegas. You know, I think uh, Shiano isn't alone in trying to be as secretive as possible. I mean, Mel Tucker doesn't even release depth charts. Uh, So I think this is just to like appease Vegas and, you know, no coach I think would divulge any kind of injury information if he wasn't forced to. So it's just for, yeah, I mean, it's just a way to like kind of, kind of stabilize gambling around around college football, which like it's not going to be, they're not going to make it re illegal. So anything to kind of help kind of find, find a, find a healthy center here, I think is ultimately a good thing. Yeah. And I feel like with the whole Iowa situation, you almost had to do something like this for PR purposes. I mean, Noah Shannon being out and I haven't followed the other two guys if they're out yet or not. Um, So if you guys know that you let me know, but uh, for the most part, I feel like they had to do something as the big 10 with a team uh, that, that is doing this. And this, I found this today. Not a lot of people know it, but the big 12 actually announced very quietly that they have a similar partnership with USI. USI is a group that the big 10 is doing this with. So we might very well see this come out with the big 12 sometime this week, sometime during the season where they have to do the same thing. And it makes sense too, because they have the whole Iowa state situation. I mean, the starting quarterback for the cyclones will not be on the team this season. Hunter Deckers is off the team after gambling on games. And I don't don't think a lot of people knew this either, but LSU has instituted this as well. They were actually the first power five team to institute this earlier in August. So, you know, we have teams doing it. We have conferences doing it. I mean, guys, you let me know, and we'll start with you, Spartan dog. Is this kind of like conferences and teams basically asserting their governance over college football instead of the NCAA? I mean, there's been tons of complaints about the Jim Harbaugh stuff and everything. Is this kind of the conferences saying, look, NCAA, get out of the way. We're going to start taking care of this ourselves because we don't need you. Right. I, I do think I do think the NCAA basically since uh, they lost the NIL decision has been basically unwilling or unable to enforce anything um, in terms of rules. It's just, and the conferences I think are starting to reckon with that reality and kind of trying to create their, their independent governance um, from the NCAA, you know, ultimately, ultimately the NCAA isn't going to be able to get a handle on, on anything uh, moving forward until either Congress gives them the power to do so, or they like invent a time machine and go back and figure out a way to uh, stop NIL from happening. But I just don't, yeah, the, the NCAA is basically useless now. The only thing they're good for is booking is booking the venues for March Madness. Go back in time and uh, go try and, uh, pay those politicians some money so they don't pass the laws. Yeah, Alec, exactly. what do you? Th- 
<laughs> what do you think? Is is this the conferences asserting their governance over college football instead of the NCAA now? Yeah, I definitely think that's part of it. And honestly, if I were the NCAA, I would, you know, try to and, and I had that time machine, I would try to go back even further and go back all the way to Penn State when you know it was it was being floated around that they would give them the death penalty. And I think that was really the first you know, NIL definitely made that jump, but it was the first instance of like the NCAA can't really do anything when it comes to anything. So yeah, I definitely think that the conferences are, I don't know if that was their intent behind this was to show the NCAA. Yeah. You know, we're more powerful than you do something about it. You can't, but I do think that that's a kind of side uh, effect of it at, at the very least. That's yeah, crazy, crazy time seeing the way things are changing. It's changing a lot more than NIL. It's changing a lot more than conference realignment in ways that we don't always even see. So, all right, guys. Hey, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate you being here. Um, we are going to be live. We're not live. We are going to record in a couple of days again. We'll have a show put out Wednesday morning. I have awesome guests for that. So if you guys know them, Chris Drew from the Minister Sports. It's kind of an awesome kind of Big Ten podcast he is awesome he's going to be a great interview and i'm going to have big kurt from the eye on big 10 football podcast if you know that one he is an illinois fan and i'm sure that we'll have a great time with chris and kurt talking through all those things uh alec you want to plug your uh podcast one more time yeah sure so you can find it on all social media at what's chopping pod that's instagram and twitter those are the main two at the very least uh and then on all podcasting platforms again uh, spotify apple amazon iheart uh and youtube it's the, the just search up the what's chopping podcast and that's where you can find us and once the season gets underway which it's about to uh definitely going to be a lot more consistent with the schedule probably you know beginning of the week recap end of the week preview things like that so we'll definitely be on the lookout for that Excellent. Spartan Dog, you want to let us know about Bacon Wire one more time? Yeah, sure. Uh, Bacon Wire, an MSU sports podcast available wherever uh, podcasts are listened to. You can find us on Twitter at Bacon Wire. Uh, We upload every Monday. Uh, We just had our season preview go live today, so go check it out and see what we think. Um, And Yeah, thanks for having me, JR. I appreciate it. For sure. You guys are welcome on anytime. Just let me know next time you want to come on. We'll love to have you again. So, hey, everyone, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.